Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. How do you usually cope with these Bills losses? Because I don't, I don't know about you. I myself usually go through some variant of the seven stages of grieving, where you basically start with anger and depression, and then you end up coping and bargaining and, and eventually get to this place where you can sit and do a podcast, I guess. Ha! I, it's just one of those deals, man. I wish... Why the hell can't we rush three guys and get pressure? Like, why? It's like, you ever watch um, Arrested Development where George Bluth Sr.'s crying? And he's like, why does Oscar have hair and I have money? Why can't I have money and have hair and Oscar have nothing? And Brando. So bad, dude. It's so bad. Oh, my God. I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) I I can't close. I can't. I can't. Woof. That's what I got to say. I'm breathing in rage. <laughs> yeah, man. Like in the movies when they tell you to breathe in a plastic bag or whatever, that's what I feel like we had to go through at least. Or not a plastic bag, a paper bag, you know? Like any airplane crash movie. Pretty much. Well, we basically crashed an airplane in the middle of the ocean. It wasn't even on some lost level shit. It was just straight annihilation on Sunday. It was on some Leonard Skinner forgot to put gas in the airplane type. But, Holy um, We're getting you know, dark early. <laughs> There's no holding back, man. There's no hold. It was a dark Sunday. And you know what's stupid is it was beautiful outside. It was a great day for football. We're all sitting there like, oh, my God, it's going to be beautiful outside. 60 degrees, sunny. I'm going to get a tan out here. The Bills are going to win. It's going to be great. Next thing you know, it's like dark at 445 and the Bills lost. Well, and the worst part is, like, had we not had every opportunity on the face of the earth to win that game, I would have felt a little bit better. But, like, God, we did not deserve to win that game. I We got to cool with the Super Bowl talks one week at a time, boys. Like, I don't know what to – it's like when you have a lot of faith in your student. Then, you know, Brando, I'm sure you can relate. Um, and, you know, he's, he's passing all the tests, and then he doesn't do his homework for a week straight and gets, you know, like a 32 on – on an exam unit test. So I, I'm just disappointed, man. Not angry, just disappointed. Ugh, it's just disgusting. And I'm not going to sit here and just rag on the bills the whole time. You know, I'm going to give some respect where it's due. Joe Cullen, um, you know, you called a dime of a game on defense. Um, I really, really did not expect you to um, call that game that well. I should have, you know, you were coaching some studs back in the day in Baltimore from 2016 to 2020, but my God. I mean, Urban Meyer looked like he didn't even know what was going on half the time, and he still won the game. He's throwing challenge flags on plays where, like, literally there's <laughs> there's no conceivable way that a, uh, Emmanuel Sanders could have had that ball touch the ground. I mean, it's just – uh, Sean McDermott got outcoached by perhaps the worst coach in the NFL. I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I don't know if he totally got outcoached if you look at every single decision that he made because you can – if you saw how fired up he was on the sideline, the you know, the talent didn't shine when it should have. And obviously you can think you're prepared going into a game and then it just has has a big flop like this. But I want to know, was this week of practice consistent with the rest of the season? Like what are, what is a fly on the wall in the practice facility see this week? Are they focused? Are they into it? Are they distracted? Are they goofing off? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean if you're thinking of outcoached pertaining to game-related decisions, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that Sean McDermott made any like f- fatal decisions. And like, if you want to say he did, I think you got to put him like way down the list behind everybody else who. No, who, I, I guess that's fair. Over that it's more game, so Joe you know? Cullen versus Brian Dable. I guess that matchup kind of being one. Yeah, side. exactly. Like it. Like if you want to start assigning blame, and you know what, like. I feel like every other show 
that covers the Bills is sitting here assigning this blame list. And we all know that the offensive line had a terrible day. Like, just so bad. Like, and every single person on that offensive line has has played above where they were yesterday. Like, it's not like we just threw, you know, Bobby Hart or somebody out there and, you know, don't get me started on Bobby Hart, but penalty machine to go with what you're saying. We paid Daryl Williams to play right tackle after a good season at right tackle. And he just forgets how to play right tackle. Like, why should we be relying on our rookie mid round pick Spencer Brown to come in and save our offensive line? Him being out should and him coming back shouldn't be like that's Brandon Bean's backup, backup safety net. And it's like catching him right now on their plan for the offensive line. Uh, but you, you're right with what you're saying. So carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll say this and I don't want to get too ranty with this because again, like there's a ton of shit that went wrong and I'm okay spending an extra 15 minutes editing this episode tomorrow and putting all these bleeps. Cause I think it's worth it. Cause we're all frustrated. And like, if we weren't frustrated, we wouldn't be true bills fans, you know, like we're, we're passionate about this, shit. but <laughs> you know, it, every single, almost every single person on this team I mean, you can set the defense aside for this, I guess, but everybody played below the level that they're capable of. I don't think that because Deion Dawkins had a bad day, oh, because Daryl Williams I mean, had a bad day. We can get into that a little bit, but this offensive line played well below what they're capable of. I don't think that every single player on this offensive line is just like, you know, Daryl Williams had a hell of a year last year. He did. And was really great. This is pretty close to the starting lineup of what we had in the playoffs last year. Minus like what? Ike Butker? Yeah, and he was playing some games down the stretch. Cody Ford was out most of last year, but he was you know, the guy that we thought that we were missing at some points last year, we're like, oh man, I wish we didn't have Cody Ford on IR. This year it's like, oh my God, Cody Ford's a dud. And you know, he he put up a dud yesterday. Dude, he might be a dud. He's, he's a dud as a dud can be, man. All I'm saying is like, Cody Ford, every single person on this offensive line has had better games than what they did yesterday. Yesterday was a small body of work. They all had shit games. Josh also did play like like you're channeling your Josh man right now. You're channeling. I, I feel like he didn't have a fair shot. Though. I had a really hard time listening to every single, every single Buffalo Bills analyst yesterday trying to say it's, you know, it's 70% the offensive line's fault and this percent Josh's fault. And it's like, I don't know why we're arguing about this. All I know is that it's all, all that matters is how these teams are going to play in December, January, February. I know the conclusion has already been drawn a ton of times. Like the Tampa Bay Bucks lost to the Saints 38 to three at this point in the season last year. There's no definitive correlation there, but all I'm saying is like, like to finish up this thought, like the Bills played like, but that doesn't mean that the Bills are true. You know what I'm saying? Like they played to the lowest of lows. Like that was well below what we thought that their floor was. (laughs) Easy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I think we can agree on that, but they fell down the stairs, man. <laughs> yeah, like, no, they need life alert. They, they've fallen and they can't get yes. up. <laughs> I mean, if there is any silver lining, I think it would be though. I mean, and this was a terrible loss. This was a terrible loss. And we'll get into how terrible Lamb Clark and the officiating glue they were later. But you know, I feel like the Titans, the Titans, when they dropped a terrible, terrible, terrible game to the jets, everyone was like, Oh my God, there's, unrest in Nashville and then after that you know it kind of I think was a rallying point for them and you know they had a big win on Sunday night and perhaps that um you know we can use that motivation similar to how Mike Vrabel was able to uh channel that for the boys in Johnny's home state I don't know that's the only positive I could see out of it but hey I live in Tennessee right now but my home state is New York don't don't mix those two up (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I just I just hope it's like that though hopefully it's a wake-up call like the Titans had you're going to have to remind me, John, what happened last season after the Bucks lost that game? Uh, they went on a roll. Yeah, they I won mean, like nine games I in think a row they, I don't think that there was the last loss of the year, honestly. They just got hot in December. They rolled through Green Bay in that game where Aaron Rodgers didn't get to go for it on fourth down, which is the second season in a row that Aaron Rodgers has been screwed by not getting a shot. 
and then they obviously oh, like <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I gotta I, I can't take credit for that, but I can't I can't tell you who actually tweeted that. I can't remember. Yeah, then they rolled through the playoffs. It's well, they won the Super Bowl. That was the answer I was looking for. Yeah, uh, I mean, of course, like the, the they won the whole damn thing, and there's two Giants teams that have rings that you know if you judge those teams in November then they'd be maybe not even in the top 10. I love that those so Giants like, teams are just such great point of references for so many things. Like in our lifetime for our generation, like it was... You know why they're good points of references? Because they're the exception to the rule. And in the NFL, there's tons of exceptions to the rule. That's and a good point. Yeah. Again, like I said, you know, you never crown the victor of the Super Bowl in November. How many Patriots teams besides, you know, the almost perfect season, could you actually say that they were the best team in the NFL in November? You know, maybe maybe a couple of, the of them. <laughs> three of the six. Yeah, exactly. Dude, but throwing they up got hot when it mattered. And that, that's why right? they that's why they won so many. You know, uh, I don't even want to so talk about I, them. Uh, they're like the ever approaching. Know, shadow. Look, look at look at. <laughs> yeah. OK. I don't want to go too far into talking about the Patriots. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> So both of you have played line, offensive or defensive line at some point in your life, correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. There were five penalties against the linemen, offensive or defense, in the game on Sunday. So I didn't count the yards accrued. I just, five penalties, right? Okay, question for one. If you are blocking, when is your block over? When the whistle blows. Or? Or when Land Clark says it's over. Or when your guy hits the ground, right? Like, it the whistle blows or your guy hits the ground. Like that's, you finish your block into the ground. Ever like you block. Cause if you jump and you block a ball, like why, why does not every single defensive lineman jump at the line of scrimmage? Because if they get hit by a big offensive lineman, they're going down. Eric Wood was talking about this today, uh, how they are taught to finish your block to the ground. And that's like fundamental peewee football. Because if you didn't do that, Every defensive lineman would be jumping two feet off the ground, but they don't do that because they know an offensive line is going to destroy them because that's how you're taught to play football. So are you, are you leading this into the Deion Dawkins uh, roughing? Yes. That was the first one that was on my screen. I just thought it was an interesting point because I know you too. I've literally never blocked anybody pancake before. So, well, I wasn't an offensive lineman. I I played like stand up linebacker D end and, and Pat, Pat was fullback. Yeah, I didn't really like on offense really most of the time, right? Pat didn't play offensive line, so we were we were. I played defensive line, rushing we did, the passer, we did rush but the we passer, didn't. And like I don't know, I can remember, you know, in in little league football, like you said, like there was always that one kid taking it too far. But that's the beauty of football, and it's just some of these calls were so bad that they didn't even show replays. Like that's what got me. Like especially, I mean, obviously this isn't an offensive line play, but you're talking about the holding call and the kickoff return. Like, these plays were so bad, we didn't see replays. That's what gets me, man. And then, I mean, I knew something was up. So I, I do I do have a take on that, on, on, on the lack of replays. So nothing frustrates me more. Like, I'm in the same boat as you. But I'll be honest, like, I think that the cause of that, like, we might be overstating. Because I think that when you're in a broadcast in, in live, it is really impressive that these guys can pull up these replays so fast in it the is. first place. And this is this is not the CBSA crew. <laughs> it's like you the know, like crew. I love I love Andrew Catalan and and James Lofton. Actually, I like I'd prefer them over Chris Collinsworth yeah. any day of the week. Like, you know, James Lofton might not give like like the most amazing insight, but yeah, I actually like, like I don't too, mind listening so you know to he's that. Gonna give us the the Homer takes. Uh, Jenny Dell also did a good job on her coverage. I yeah, I'm I'm just talking about the production crew in general, like. It's it's pretty hard to find the right camera view and pull it up in a matter of seconds and then show the replay in slow motion. Dude, it blows like, my mind thinking about it, though, from somebody that literally didn't have Internet in his house to how they're getting, you know, replays shown instantly at the snap of a finger to to see the pellets of the turf on a toe touch or the dirt come up within six seconds of it being happening. Yeah. But yeah, I like I said, I, I think that some of that stuff it's 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 a little bit of a convert uh, like a confirmation bias when you're watching it because you know it, it 
you don't remember when that stuff doesn't happen in a game where the refereeing wasn't so bad, you know, cause that stuff happens all the time. You always like, you're always like, okay, show me the penalty. And the reason we're talking about it now is because the officiating was so damn but here's bad. The, here's like, the thing though, so bad. because if I'm refing a game and it's like no comment, then I did a good game, right? If there's not people talking about you, you did a good job. That's one of those things that's like, you just want to do your job and get out of there. But when people start going like this, like if I have that bad of a job, if I perform that poorly at my job, I'm getting a call from my boss that's going to say, hey, come here. Why does John have a zero in math? But everybody else is like, you know, like why? <laughs> what what happened? Like, why did all your kids fail this? Like, why did every one of them fail? Like, you know, like what did... And that's on the NFL though, man, too, because you look at this guy and I'm not saying... I'm not giving Land Clark an excuse because he was the worst head officiate I've ever seen. And that play, fourth and 26, somehow before the punt was snapped, got turned around into first and 10 for the Jaguars. But anyways, in any job, he's been in the NFL two years and he's already a head officiating like crew member. I'm just saying, any job. If you were in any job for... Who's his dad? Who's his dad? I don't know if he has like... It must be. <laughs> Who's his dad? Are we getting this in back to the nepotism conversation we had a couple weeks ago? Dude, we lost to a nepotist too. Brian yes. Schottenheimer. He didn't even play good. I mean, he, he called, oh it, he called it a terrible game, but he is. He's he, he's there because of nepotism. We lost to nepotists. That's, that's even worse. But I'm just saying, any job, any job, if you had two years of experience, are you really going to be put into a leadership role after two years? Like, I... I I don't know any job where you would you would go from being a regular referee in 2020 first year on the job to being a head referee in 2021. That makes no sense to me. And the fact that we I see this every now and then it comes up that these referees are like not full time officials or at least they exactly. Yeah, the they're part time. Like, they're part time. The NFL why? doesn't want to pay officials to be full time. The billion dollar industry that prints money when Roger Goodell made one hundred and fifty eight million dollars in uh, what 18 month fiscal period that he can't give one 186th of a million dollars to his what 10 team ref crew for six, six, 160 employees. And he can't pay them to work year round to train year round. Sim- they have them ref every single level, have them ref like simulated games. I don't care what they do. Figure it out. You're the most wealthiest corporation in the world you shouldn't be embarrassing yourself on live television like this and i'm not going to say that they're the bills because they're asked because they had a lot of other reasons they had they they were terrible like i'm not saying that this is this is strictly job performance which was trash they did a trash job performance um but no i mean that was almost more frustrating (laughs) even like waste management is offended that they are even labeled with trash because they don't even want to no no they have a great they have a great you got to at least work for two years before you can get a promotion at waste management, Mr. Landon Clark. Like, I just, I, but they pay you, man. You get, <laughs> oh God. And like you like, said, Johnny, like the, why would you want to do a good job if you're not even getting paid full time? Like, why would you even care? I mean, it's just one of those things. It made it not only watching the bills flounder like a dead fish was frustrating, but it was more frustrating just watching these calls, man, especially on defense. There was a taunting penalty on Levi Wallace that they couldn't, they couldn't seem to pull up. I mean, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm very frustrated. I, but here's Honestly, the thing, like, I, I, like, like the worst call of the whole game was the holding penalty on that kickoff return from Isaiah McKenzie. And honestly, like that's probably one of the least consequential penalties that and the lack of call on uh, of, of false starts. Oh, dude, what about that, what about that hard count at the end of the game, too, Johnny? How was that not defensive encroachment? Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? Second to last possession. I watched the highlight for that. Did you see it? Did you see him move? Like, I, I saw Ike Bucker twitch, like, but that twitch was nothing like he compared to what butt, the Jags man. offensive like, that's line. That's all he did is like he just The Jags clenched. offensive line was like two steps back before the ball was even snapped oh, on joke, every single man. passing play. Joke for them but it, again like none of this matters like the bills played like trash i don't think i don't think that we're the show to sit here and dissect it no though. like it's not I mean, we're not even dissecting th- it we're just seeing that th- cole beasley drops a ball 30 yards downfield yeah. when he has 20 yards in front of him there's no dissecting that we saw it all happen well i don't like, think he's 100 percent either man because like every time he was catching a ball he was going right to the ground and i know when we were at the game last week it looked like he uh 
he hurt his ribs or something. So, and that was the other thing is that I felt like he wasn't really distributing the, the rock at all. I mean, when, when Cole Beasley and Stefan Diggs have a, a majority of your targets, like, I mean, you got other guys on the team and granted Gabe Davis, if he catches that ball on the last drive, he's still walking into the end zone. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Brando. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that, but I, I, I think that, you know, honestly, I, I think you could have fed Stefan Diggs the ball more. So, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Like you said, I, I, like for offensive line play, right? To they threw a lot of, of underneath, like short passes. But think about it: you have three gaps, right? A gap, B gap, C gap. You want to? What are they, Pat? Which ones are they? Like A, a gap is the center. most inside. B gap is in between your By tackle center. and guard, and then C gap is off your tackle. So yes. center guard, car, guard tackle outside, right? Well, guess what, man? They got freaking F's. A, B, C, D, F for the Bills line. Like, they, they read the protection wrong on the last play of the game. Like, how do you how do you not see it? Like, how do you literally do nothing? The guy on the last play of the game, I don't have to know anything about football to stand in the backfield and be like, oh, this guy's running towards me. Well, why not? Maybe why are you calling a play where you drop back? Like, why, why are you calling a play where you drop back 12 yards when you're already in field goal range? Why, why would you? I'd have him under center, dude. Why? You, you could have just been like, all right, let's get it to a hash mark. We'll, we'll kill these guys in overtime. Got to do what you got to do. But that's the part that upset me the most is like, I don't know anything about game management. I can barely manage my own life. I, you know what I mean? But that being said, if, <laughs> yeah, if you are within field goal range and you have a capable kicker, we saw this guy kick a 57 yarder last week. Best in the league kicker. Best He's in not the league. just capable. He's All you got to do is not lose more than five yards on this final play and you can kick a field goal for for the tying score. You know what I mean? And that's just my thing is like, he got too cute with the calls, man. I don't know. But so that's on Josh though. He didn't move the protection the right way. Like it was clear that he thought the blitz was coming from the other side and he wasn't even looking at whoever sacked him. I don't even know, but you literally have Probably the best. Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. You have the best kicker in the game. His, his leg is literally the Bassmaster 5000 and it catches lunkers every time he kicks the ball, man. And it's like, even when they sacked him, it crossed my mind to be like, yo, they should let this guy try a 67 yard field goal. Like, like, are we going to yeah. lose? Are we going to lose? Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, I know at that moment you only have two timeouts, but then they called the freaking timeout. Oh, I, did I text that to you? Or did I text yeah, you? I no, you texted it. You were yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't I'm the like, best that's, move. That was the only bad, but that was yeah. not really their fault. That um, would but say I mean, that's it's like it would have given us maybe what, like twenty five seconds for the end of the game or something. But no, nah, it would have given us it would have given us like fifty seconds because I mean, they had they had the ball and they would have been able to stop all three stops and get a punt. But I mean, there's there's such such a long list of things that went wrong. It's like. Even at the end, like if you're doing, if you're trying to block a punt there, all that punter has to do is is take one step and punt that ball. You just, you still need to have one person back right there I to receive that, that kick and not? give you a chance. Eagles have that won was a games. terrible I've, call. I've seen a game one like that. It's literally the miracle in the Meadowlands. Eagles Giants. The year yeah. I, I think it was the year the Giants yeah. won the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson went, or I mean Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry, not Deshaun. Watson. I think He's Mike, not Deshaun anywhere. Jackson. I think but, Mike, Mike Vick was the quarterback, so they did not. Yeah, walk off punt returns happen. The other thing is also is you have a quarterback that can throw the ball 85 yards. So even if you take a fair catch on the 10, like you get an opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I, but it's, it's like it was. This was the Murphy's Law of games. Like. Everything, single thing that went could have gone wrong went wrong. Maybe we can transition into how we were doing yesterday because I was not as upset yesterday as I have been after some Bills losses. And it's interesting to me because I, I was at the Titans game, right? And I walked out of that game disappointed, but I was not nearly as frustrated as I have been after other Bills losses. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this, these games in November, like every game matters. Everyone knows that, but these ones matter less. You know, the AFC Championship game probably hit me last year, hit me harder than any other game had in Bill's history because it's at least in our memorable lifetime. The biggest game in our our lifetime, yeah. 
like and it was a we're dog, young yeah. enough that we were alive for the music city miracle but we don't remember it right we were all like no, three years no old then pat was no. two pat pat and i were hanging out in centennial park taking pictures yeah. at the, in overalls at this like we have yeah exactly <laughs> you might have to drop like, a photo on the on the twitter not buff podcast for uh, I'll i'll text my mom i know she's got that like on hand but was it just like you were in disbelief is it I, was it just like you couldn't believe that it was happening? I don't know. I have so much faith in this team that the entire time that I was watching the game yesterday, and it'll be two days ago by the time this drops, so we're recording this Monday night, but I don't know. Like I never for a second believed that they were gonna lose that game. Even when even when they turned it over and Jacksonville had the ball. Like even when they were punting it away and there was no one back with like thirteen seconds left or whatever it was. I still hadn't like, I did not believe that they would lose that game. And I was frustrated for like an hour afterwards and I was pissed and I was, you know, like the typical way that I am after Bill's games, but it's like this season isn't over. It's not even close to over. But I'll tell you what, and, DeForest Buckner you know, is rubbing like, his hands together right now. You know, all those cold steel linemen <laughs> are like, Oh man, I'm going to get to pad the stats next Sunday. So I don't know. But like, essentially we know nothing because like the bills are probably going to come out and have good games against really good defensive lines. We'll be sitting there after the game and it'll be all good and dandy because the bills win like this bills offensive line. The same lineup has had good games. Yes. The same lineup stopped Matt Judon and Calais Campbell in a playoff game where we only scored seven points on offense. I mean, I'll give you that Johnny. They have had, Good performances. Yeah, there's this Bills lineup very similar, not exactly the same. Slowed down Aaron Donald last year enough to get a W. Yeah, I know that there are some people who don't want to say that this is any given Sunday because the Bills played like absolute trash, and they really did, and they really showed their floor. But it's it's like it's not like we're figuring out this game. Like I, I feel like a lot of Bills commentary is we're trying to figure out who these players are and how good they are. And we're just trying to assign like this, you know, numerical value to them. Like, okay, you know, Cody Ford is blah. Cody Ford is a 65. He's terrible. Get him off the team. <laughs> His man and radio. You know, Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams at right tackle last year, you know, 2019 Daryl Williams is, is awesome, but you know, terrible, you know, returning to right tackle, good at guard. Yeah, he was playing, he was playing. Okay exactly. at guard, he yeah. was really playing good at guard and he was great at right tackle last year. That's why they, they wanted to bring him and back. They got him on a good contract these, after what he played. Here's the thing. These are not Madden avatars. Like these are human beings. And yesterday they were not ready to, it was a classic trap game where they thought they there the entire time they thought like we're playing bad but we really don't need to be urgent because there's no way that we lose this game right like they're sitting there thinking the same thing that we are because they know that they're a better team than the opposing well, team and on Jaguars the side offense line. Was they're, terrible, too, they're humans they're humans the Jaguars are not as talented but here's the thing if you don't show up on Sunday you're going to get beat in the NFL there's 32 teams Every single team has 53 professionals on it that are the best at their craft in the world. And even when you have teams, if you play like you're going to get beat by the teams. And that's going to be a lot of bleeps when I edit this. But nah, no, but seriously, I, I, they're, they're human beings and it's there's a collective mentality of a team. And when stuff goes wrong and you, you don't have you know, whatever it takes to recollect and, and, and get your crap together. Like everyone plays down to their floor and you had a bills team that looked like a JV team because they were all playing down to their floor and nobody stepped up. It's hard to in that situation, but I, I, again, they're humans. I don't think that this bills team is screwed if they don't bring in a free agent offensive lineman. I think they, they just need to play the ceiling rather than their floor. And there's a huge, huge variance there. That's why the Giants have won the Super Bowl. That's why the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's why, you know, tons of teams that were not the best team in the league that year won the Super Bowl. And that's all that we remember, right? We don't remember the teams that had the best record at week nine in the NFL. We remember the teams that played up to their ceilings in December, January, February. I'm concerned, but I'm not worried, if that makes sense. 
But I think it's it's really funny because this is why I love you, Johnny, because we are on the same level of like I, you know, ride or ride or die, but 100 percent all in confidence because I texted Sam at like 402. I don't even know. I have to look. I was like, I'm not worried. And I'm like, we have two timeouts. There's 58 seconds left. And I'm like, I, I sent her that. And then she she responded like when they, you know, the punch is like, are you worried now? And I was like. I'm sad, but uh, I was like, when I watched Trent Edwards, that, uh, that was, was that not a Trent Edwards game? Oh my dude. god! I think that's half the reason dude. I was so frustrated, dude. Like it was literally a Trent Edwards game. Oh, uh, also why I love Pat because he's on that same freaking way. Oh, like, dude. Because, like, but think about it, bro. Think about the mentality that you are in in a Trent Edwards game. You are living game to game because there's no hope. You're not going <laughs> to win anything. You're trying to look good, play to play, and entertain the sixty thousand people that are in your stadium because it's not sold out because they, you know, they suck. So you have this guy who's just like. It's a painful game. You're dealing with poor play, but like makes a couple good plays. Like Josh tried, man. His throw to Emmanuel Sanders on the run, squares tip. Squares. That's what tips. I'm saying, dude. Like he was like squares <laughs> hips. <laughs> and and throw a dime to Sanders, like. And when I, he got time, he made the throw to Beasley. He made a nice run, like. I, well, the other thing that, that frustrates me is like, I mean, yes, like you guys said, you know, we're ride or die with this team, you know. It's just some of the things like, I mean, you should be able to run up Mitch Morris's ass or Deion Dawkins' ass for a first down on a quarterback sneak. We did that all last year. We did that the first five games of the season. And, you know, after that Tennessee game, I feel like we really have not had much luck in short yarded situations also, which is kind of like frustrating to me because like, dude, I mean, that fumble was on a play that last year we convert nine out of 10 times. And like, I don't know, even earlier in the season, I felt like he had a little bit more protection. I felt like they had Reggie Gilliam a little bit in the game more. It's just one of those things, like you guys said, he, he played, you know, poorly and the offensive line played poorly. So, I mean, it's a, it's a compound of things. It's just like, I, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to live game to game, man. I, I can't. It's compounding even play to play on a guy like Josh, because I mean, when you start hitting a guy like that and these are not like, hands in the face when you make a throw these are like your face is in the dirt and you're peeling the pebbles from the turf out of your eyeballs hits on josh and uh you know we saw no his body a student my my uh co-teacher was like did you like we were talking about the blood she's like no i turned it off i couldn't watch anymore and i was like i wonder if any of the students are going to come in and talk about the blood on his arm and finally one of them did they're like i was grossed out i saw blood on his arm and I was like, that's because he's tough. <laughs> he's a tough guy. You got to be tough. Like, and, No, that's uh, true because Trent has been out with a concussion about one and a half quarters. In yeah, the but, so. <laughs> you know, if he doesn't win a nine to seven game, like what are we looking forward to the next 80 yard Brian Mormon punt? Like I get to look forward to seeing Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds. Let's let's also not forget too. our defense. Our defense is still blockbuster caliber defense, like nine points allowed you win. I don't know what's this would be a good stat to look up is how many teams have won games in the NFL by scoring 10 or fewer points this season. Uh, It might be the only game. Can't type that fast. No, I I think it definitely is the Uh, only game, honestly, like lowest scoring NFL while, while you're looking that up, I just want to say th- something about what you said a couple minutes ago. Yeah. And, and that was th- the whole, like, I'm mad, but I'm not worried. Yeah. And I think that perfectly describes how I feel right now, because how I felt watching Bill's games when Trent Edwards was at quarterback. In those seasons, during the drought years, every single thing needed to go right for true, those Bill's true. teams to make the playoffs. Those were rosters that are not nearly as talented as the one that we have right now. And every single thing needed to break our way, including the nine and seven season that did break the drought. True. And, and, and it, every single thing down to another game, having a conversion of, of, I don't know the next gen stats on this, but it was probably like, you know, a 5% a chance lifetime, bro. that the, that the <laughs> Bengals convert that fourth down and win the game. Like literally once in a lifetime. No, I agree. These bills that these bills. And to put this in perspective, 
this team could lose to the Jets next week, and I would still be confident that they make the playoffs and make a run. And and that's catastrophic level. Like I'm I'm that maybe maybe we're just trained to be bullish because of the last few years, but I'm I'm that thankful to have a team that's competitive and a team that's got Josh at quarterback who not only has the skill set, but had an MVP caliber year last year and has shown shades of that. And up until this week was the MVP favorite. And, you know, there's the Madden curse. There's a, not Madden oh, curse. No, the curse. 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 That's and true. Manning curse. curse but, oh, dude. <laughs> Peyton Manning's third eye, bro. <laughs> I'm dude. <laughs> All I'm saying is, funny. this team is going to get it right. Like, there's no reason to think that there's concern with the front office at this point. There's no reason to think that there's concern with Sean McDermott. I mean, if we're really splitting hairs about like offensive line coaches like Bobby Johnson at at this point, this is the same same staff that we had last year when we, you know, we had this run and we made it to the AFC Championship and and we thought like you know wow what do we just need to do a little bit more to get over the Kansas City hump and Kansas City is worse this year and the AFC is more ripe for the taking this year than it was last year. I just think they're going to get hot at the right time. I, I think that this loss is going to be what the Arizona loss was last year. And we thought that the Titans yeah, loss was going to be, the, yeah. we thought, we thought that the Titans was going to be the equivalent, but. So the other crazy thing is, no, you're right. I agree with what you're saying. So I just want to agree with, with you for a second because, but I think our story is different than last year's team. So comparing them to last year's team is my only qual because I think that this team, even if they only have one home playoff game, if you look at the AFC, you know, we did lose to Tennessee, but their defense is buns, man. Pat Mahomes does look broken and the NFL looks like they can play with him now. And, you know, Brady's 44. We could break him on one big hit. Matt Milano hits him one time and he could be out. And like, who else you got in in this AFC right now? Who I mean, Lamar, obviously. To? Lamar's, right. but they're missing three superstar players due to true, injury. True. So you have a window this year, which I'm not like I I'm, I still think it could be wide open for Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says, even after this game. You know, it's it's a slow breaks down, but I I can still be ticked at their performance. Like we can hold standards up. Like we all have workplace standards. I don't care what anybody says. Like. Like Sean McDermott had some tough conversations today in a quote for that he said on his press conference. So like, like what was said at that table? Oh, like, dude. listen, no mincing of words. Listen, that last play, you gotta at least try to trip him, dive at his legs, let Josh throw the ball away. He needs 0.3 seconds to throw the ball away, and you did nothing, my guy. Tell me what happened. Like, well, I've heard stories about them being savages. Like I have heard a story on with Tyler Croft at one point where he wasn't getting on the field and doing the the assignments in terms of like he, he really wasn't blocking as well as he could have been. And Brandon Bean was like, listen, okay, I've talked with Sean. And unless you start being a team player, we're going to cut you right now and send a letter out to every team in the NFL saying that you have a work ethic problem and you will sign for far less than we paid you. <laughs> so, like, I mean, hopefully there's none of those conversations going on because, like, I mean, I think there are probably, honestly, but... Um, but that's know. probably the culture of an NFL business also, because he's like, listen, here's $800,000. And if I have a guy that can block, I'm going to give it to him instead of giving it to you. And I can do that because I'm in control of a $4 billion business and I need to put the best product on the field. Sorry, buddy. But like, and that's the other thing is where's the line that you lose the locker room where it's like, okay, you have this big camaraderie of John Feliciano rubbing everybody's feet and like posing in those cool game of Thrones esque, which are cool pictures, but like, you know, they're all buddies. (laughs) Like at what point do you see this O line come in and they're working out with the coaches in the practice facility. And you're just like, man, who's up like who's going down like looking left and right and then you get questions in your head it goes to the same thing where josh checks out of run plays because the offensive line literally gets 0.2 yards which is what like 11 inches of separation before these running backs are getting contact because of this like culture where you look at bill belichick and he's like yeah man i don't care get out you're fired. Ty Law, you're an all pro, but you're not for me. Vince Wilfork, you ate one too many chicken tendies yesterday. Jamie Collins, you're going to go this, uh, you know, whatever it is. But 
We are keeping point two two yards is seven point nine two inches. So I almost eight inches, half off. So I mean, we get eight inches of separation, which you know, it's, it's a lot of separation. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we all got we're, we all have at least eight inches of separation. But, um, <laughs> for the record, uh, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick we're gonna take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get a Sabres update in and stay tuned for Pat's salute to the standout of the draft. It's time for the weekly Sabres update. All right, Sabres fans, I I have to personally apologize, and I've been I've been telling Brandon about this, but <laughs> dude, this is ridiculous. I stat of the year candidate, honestly, like I'm the I'm the curse. It, it's me. I have not watched the Sabres win once this season. I have watched almost every single loss that they've had, <laughs> and it's to the point where, I mean, I, I've told you guys before about. The, the game that I turned on when they lost in overtime and I I, I picked up my phone because I got the notification that they were in overtime, yeah. opened it up, and the first frame that loaded was the puck in the net. But it's to another level now because the Sabres were up 3-1 to one late in the third period against the Detroit Red Wings, and I'm sitting in the Phoenix airport looking for something to do, waiting for my flight to take off. So I pull up the Sabres game on my phone, and the Detroit Red Wings proceed to score two straight goals in regulation and then the overtime winner as I'm stepping onto the plane. And for that reason, I really don't think I should watch Sabres games anymore. Last year, I watched more Sabres games than I had in my entire life, which really explains the win-loss record last year. <laughs> and so I just... Dude, you sent you sent Jack Eichel to Vegas, bro, just because you started watching them. Like, <laughs> I gotta stop. I'm the curse, man. I can't do it. Like I said, your password changed. No more. No more spectrum for you. This has been your weekly Sabres update. Brandon, you got, I might have to hop on that ESPN plus. Yeah. yeah. I'll wire you money. Yeah, Pat, I'll give it. I'll give it. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) You're going to wire him money? What is this, 1974? (laughs) Write me a check, man. What do you call call PayPal? Pat, I set you up with a PayPal account. You don't need to wire him anything. Is that not not money wiring? Yeah, it's just sending no, money. No, it's just sending money. It's not money it's not Western like, Union. It's not a money yeah, line wire transfer. But Western Union is when you go to Walmart and 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 say, "Hey, I like to transfer, you know, three dollars to my friend in Canada." True, you true, know, or, or whatever. Venmo but, is like, here, I'll Venmo pays me, and then Venmo gets the money back with the two percent fee or whatever. Yeah, but. Anyways, so if it makes you feel any better, buddy. So, right, I, first game working as the ice crew. The rule is if you fall shoveling the snow, you have to buy drinks for everybody there. And there's like a 15 person staff. The week last week, this new guy fell. Right. But he, you know, he didn't pay up. And, and everybody who's been there, there's like six guys that have been there for a while. And they're saying, you know, we paid our dues. We did it. So I'm like, you know, pretty excited. We do our first run, go down and back. It's pretty cool. We're waiting at the Zambonis for the 10 minute mark in the first period. We got these big shovels, man. They're like eight feet wide. I'm just taking it all in and I'm carrying it out, as some would say, the hamburger style. And uh, it gets caught on the edge of the boards and I fall on the ice uh, in front of everybody like, Dustin Tokarski's like looking at me on the ground. Like everybody's like, <laughs> oh, look at him. He fell. Like, you know, and it's just like, boom, boom. So I had to skate their laps with snow all over me and uh, watch the Sabres lose. But shout out to my Detroit heritage because those goals were filthy. And uh, I like overtime games when they play each other. So I'm cool with that. But Amen. yeah, if that makes you feel any better. Before I start Heroes of the Drought, I just want to ask, is um is John Young on that ice crew? Yeah, he drives the Zamboni. Oh God. Thank God you didn't buy drinks, because John could probably drink John Young could probably drink like 18 drinks. Like, hands down, and then still drive the Zamboni. 
Legend. Dude, I was Legend. like, there's 16 of you, and I have negative money in my bank account right now. <laughs> my credit card's not going to do this. Yeah, thank God you didn't have to. John Young would have accounted for half the bill, dude. Like, <laughs> but Yo, Pat, Pat so before you do your drought thing, I have a question for you. Yes. How many games do you think? So these are the lowest one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, there's eight games. I'm just going to tell you. But guess the lowest scoring game of the NFL season through week nine. Is it us? Yes. So there's eight other games, and I'll read you the scores. All right. So the Cardinals play the 49ers, 10-17. Seahawks, Saints, 13-10. Panthers, 19-13. Uh, Steelers, Browns, on here twice also, 15-10. Washington, Broncos, 10-17. Texans, Dolphins, 17-9. Bills, Jags, 6-9. Packers, Chiefs, 7-13. Those are the, the lowest scoring eight games of the season. That's what I was thinking, Jordan Love. We're not going to be with them all year. That was a one-time thing. Oh. Shades of the uh, the Cleveland Browns um, playing the Bills with that 6-3 game where Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson was the quarterback. Yeah. Ugh. Barf. That was a rough one. Tasker was still doing like CBS play-by-play CBS. out there on the field covered in snow. I mean, even Nathan Peterman could perform in those elements, dude. Dude, not we- even Nathan Peterman. Davis Webb, right? Is that the receiver that he played that game? Because Peterman uh, got hurt. Well, I, I know it was Peter. Davis Webb was a quarterback. It was not Davis Webb. Not Davis Webb. It was no, 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 no. It was Davis Webb. No. no, it wasn't. It was Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Returner. Joe Webb. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Joe yeah, Webb. Yeah. You're right. And Calvin You're Benjamin right. actually caught a touchdown in that game too. So like, yep. if Calvin from Nathan, Benjamin from Nathan Peterman, <laughs> if if perfect Nathan Peterman fade, goal line fade, and two inches of snow. <laughs> True. If Nathan Peterman can throw a touchdown to Calvin Benjamin in two inches of snow, and somehow we can't score more than six points in Jacksonville, Florida, the world is the world is corrupt. Um, that's that's the NFL for you, I guess. Joe Webb, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Deontay Thompson, thirty-four yard catch. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about him, man. He was uh he was the Isaiah McKenzie before Isaiah McKenzie almost. And then you had a very controversial play that Indy ran from Jacoby Brissett to Jack Doyle, where it was like a pick play when they scored at the end zone. Yep, their one their one play with a two point conversion, maybe I don't remember. What it yep, was. and and the Colts, you yeah. know, feverishly sweeping, uh, like they're they weren't allowed to scoop the snow or something like that, and they use were their feet only use their yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah, the three and eight team coming in against the five and six Bills, man, what a game. December 10th, 2017. Ugh, I'll never wow. forget that. That was one of the coolest days of my life, honestly. Yeah, that was a cool game. And Brando was there. Yeah. Maybe on December 10th, I'll send you some of the photos from that game that I have on my phone. You should, like, save story. those. You should save them and then have them, like, printed and glossed and, like, yeah, sell them dude, at the Clarence Flea Market, I've, bro. I've printed a couple of photos from, that I've taken. Maybe I'll send them over. You should, dude. You should, you should sell the prints, dude. I'm telling you. But. <laughs> All right, here we go. Anyways. All right, Pat, you ready, to- you ready for your salute to stand out of the yes. drought? All right, here, I'll, I'll roll the intro. Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut your trap as we salute this week's standout of the drought. Ladies and gentlemen, I've assembled the facts about this hero of the drought in a way that it should be very difficult to guess, but also very informative and funny. So... I want to kick it off. This person always wears his wedding ring when playing in the NFL. He's six foot two, 220 pounds. Winner of the H. Bulger Low Award in 2005. This guy did not start until he was a junior in college. Native of Gilbert, Arizona. You know, Aaron Rodgers has the second highest score on the Wonderlick problem solving assessment, you know, that played on entering the NFL and the NFL draft, this player actually has the highest score. The crazy thing about this player is he is a very fertile man, okay? So one record that he has, he is in second place for, um, you know, having a ton of children. Um, Ryan Fitz, oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> we knew it as soon as you said the wedding ring thing yeah. <laughs> dude but i had i had um you want to hear the best, Read the your best? Stats. keep going keep going oh, keep, keep going. going dude keep going we All got right, you so it's okay this man this man That's has so seven funny. children with one woman 
one behind Philip Rivers, who has eight. Although he attained a finance degree in 2005 and was an NFL draftee, he still proposed to his wife over chicken nuggets behind a McDonald's in 2006. True story. Um, the tendies, bro. He did it for the tendies. He did, dude. Like, if you're in the NFL and you're just like, you know, I'm going to, I could take you out for a thousand dollar meal right now, but I'm going to buy you chicken nuggets and, and propose to you. I mean, that's pretty romantic. Um, this guy also known for uh, his cameo role in the FX comedy, The League. And um, he replaced Mr. Mark Bulger for that first NFL start. Um, boys, do, do you know who it might be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you believe in magic in a young Bill's heart? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick dashing in the dark. Was it the wedding ring gave it away? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick. What a guy. What a guy. Legendary. I was I couldn't do like the Amish um was it the Amish bomber or the Amish assassin? I knew that would give it away. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, the wedding ring, man. Like, is that is that like is that a known thing about him? Like, common knowledge. If you listen yeah, to Buffalo Sports yeah. Radio, it's common knowledge. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should. We should tag him in this. Yeah, you should, dude. You should be like, <laughs> yo, he's Fitz, a great guy, man. Dude, he's a and great honestly, guy. if you tagged him and said, "We just heard about your McDonald's story," like. And we thought it was awesome. You'd probably like romantic yeah, AF. <laughs> romantic AF. You could say that. I, yeah, you quote me on that. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought that was the best. The best stat. But um, the Bulger Award. Um, or what is it called? The Jesus. I had I had it so ready to go too, and then I blurred out his name. But yeah, the H Bulger Award. <laughs> the H Bulger Award is like the MVP for um, the Ivy League. So he pretty much won the Heisman for intellectuals smart people um, yeah <laughs> but straight legend i was gonna also try to throw in but i knew you guys would get it but i was gonna be like this person threw a career high 23 interceptions as a buffalo bill but then i was like oh they definitely know who it is then so i was guess ej manual first <laughs> yeah you're not kidding. i just i hate him so like i'll say him on any stat that's negative yeah at least chan gailey's not at the helm yeah, but he's not an unlikable guy, man. He likes offense. He likes to throw the ball. Like he, he's an old dude. He probably is a grandpa. Yeah, no. But man, EJ Manuel Ch- can't get water off a boat. Chang Gailey was the best offense we've had in between now and the early years of the drought. True. But Chang Gailey was hilarious because like we had this like cool offense, but we'd still like punt from the opponent's twenty-two yard line. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like ultra conservative, but also still fun offense yeah question mark. more fun than you know dick Duran's offense or anything like that you know is it what a stark comparison of coaches that we went through there yep oh, and then we had like, Mr. Mr. Gailey, dick Duran, like not to mention where you came from you know like uh what's his name williams yeah greg williams mr bounty himself yeah bounty and, then to think, and then to think our best record during the drought came under Two coaches, Rex Ryan and Mike Malarkey. I don't even think Mike Malarkey's coached an NFL team since he was in Buffalo. Yeah, um, no, Mike Malarkey was the coach of the Titans for quite a few years, actually. Was he? Was he? Yeah, Packers, right? he was the he was the coach of the Titans before Mike Vrabel. Was he? Let's yeah, see. I believe so. Yeah, want to hear? Want to read the funniest quote I got from Chan Gadley? <laughs> yes, I want to hear this. We have to read it in a southern accent, and you have to be eating Chick Fil A while you read the quote. Oh, I'd, I'd love to. Have it. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> size is definitely important. If you're bigger, they can see you easier. Chan Gailey. Oh, that wasn't southern. That was Forrest Gump, dude. dude <laughs> Forrest Gump is southern, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he's this southern. This is such and a hot <laughs> debate for me, bro. I can't do accents, and they all turn into Forrest Gump. Like I don't know. Every accent I ever tried to do is just. You're like Chan Gailey. Laugh is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Size matters, Chan Gailey, aka Forrest Gump, aka Jenna. <laughs> yeah, me and Buddy Nick just went. We bought ourselves a nice set of life alert necklaces. Let me tell you, listen, Buddy, he's pretty frail. He's been making great decisions. And he, you know, when he drafts studs like EJ Manuel, he gets so excited he jumps up and will. You know, we don't want him to fall down, old Buddy Nick's. But, yeah, dude. And me and I, Buddy, we went to Rod Aid and got ourselves a nice box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Discount. <laughs> 
Oh, that man. was a crew, dude. They were a crew. Shangeli. Okay, did you guys see that Russ Brandon got hired to uh, be the president of the XFL? Mr. Sexual Assault Allegation, Ross. Dude, he's yeah. so bad. So bad. And like, I mean, I feel like they kind of felt obliged to keep him there after like they were playing at St. John Fisher and like, you know, he was a big Fisher alumni and, and donor and stuff, but he was terrible. The worst executive. He ruined our childhood. Russ, Russ literally ruined our childhood. So Dude, he kind of, he qualifies as the guy in the Trevor Lawrence intro that you have is like. Hey guys, I'm an idiot and I did stupid things and I got fired. So Vince McMahon, you're going to interview me. We have a lot of fun here. The XFL is burning in a trash can. Russ Brandon comes in. Hey guys, I'm going to pee on it and put the fire out, but it, it won't be on fire, but it'll smell like pee after, but that's, that's better than being on fire. So we'll, we're going to leave it like that. Literally, dude. That's wild, man. I mean, All right, so a couple of, couple of positives to keep in mind after this Bill's loss. At least we don't have Urban Meyer as our coach behaving terribly off the field or John Gruden sending emails after a loss like this. But then again, Urban Meyer after a win is, I guess, better than Urban Meyer after a loss. Honestly, it's probably Urban Meyer at any time of day is probably just not yeah, someone no. you want to be probably, around. Probably a like. slime ball. <laughs> yeah. Also, we don't have Aaron Rodgers. It's reopened the whole, like, did Aaron shun his family or did Aaron's family shun him debate? Like, yeah. And I'm I'm inclined to think that his family shunned him, but anyway. But anyway, then, also, 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 also. Sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. All, all of that aside, I'd still watch Jeopardy if he was the host. Same, dude. I yeah, so it, carry, on. <laughs> carry on. I just don't think he really cares about his job anymore. Which, like, listen, Aaron, we've all been there. We don't care about our job. Like, it's not, it's not a like out of the ordinary thing, man. Like, just call it quits. Like, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, like, even if you're doing a, a great job at it, and you don't. It just seems like he genuinely like doesn't care if he never plays another down of football again. Which, I mean, that's baller. But yeah. at the same time, which is an entirely separate <laughs> issue from taking medical advice from Joe Rogan. But anyway, yeah. and then and then you've got at least we're not Bill Belichick who I don't know if you guys saw this picture like trying to match Navy sweats and, and like one pulled up sock and I'll tell you what though man they are breathing down our necks boys don't be surprised if the Bills have to squeak in on a wild card man I hate to dude, say the it. fact that you say that man I just is not nah. that dude Brando, obviously listen, in I, that photo listen listen a guy like that in that picture <laughs> I bet you he's got boxer briefs on right now crushing his little balls because those pants are pulled up to his nipples we are not going to lose the division to that clown who looks like he's about to roll out of a limo and knock over a bunch of pins at an eight-year-old's birthday party on a Saturday Yo. so let's just uh, <laughs> usually see it birthday parties on Saturday. He's a bowling ball. <laughs> he's got to be the ultimate discount, man. He's like that family that's like, I love my kids so much. But for, I like $7. First of all, like, why did you even give this guy the time of the day to say boxer briefs? That That is straight whitey tighties like from the 80s true. all day. Like you know skinned whiteys. Like, Bill, Bel- <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick. Hey, no Bill Belichick has not bought himself a pair of underpants in 20 years, I guarantee you. Like he has like this one relative who will give him a pack for Christmas every year and that's what he survives on he's literally like this skid is from bernie kozar this skid is from the tuck rule game these two skids are from eli manning and this last skid is from nicholas Foles. um and i had to throw out cams but the skid from cam was so terrible that we, we couldn't even keep those around but I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't. I, and then the, sorry, I was just gonna say, I can't talk up this team because every time we all pick the bills to win, they lose. So for the rest of the season, I don't care if my record is trash. I will pick against the bills for the remainder of the season. But anyways, yeah, you got to take one for the team, man. And we can't even talk about our picks yet. I haven't processed that emotion. No, no. Hey, I, called the, I called the Titans though. I did. Uh, yeah. Hey, you did. hey, Thursday, Thursday, Brando's bets, pickums review, uh, you know, We'll get yeah. into the nitty gritty. It's pretty sad, but you know, we're, we're looking for uplifting stuff. So let's go. Hopefully this week's better. All right. Well, join us on Friday for Brando's bets and our game <laughs> picks, you know, whatever the hell predicting the NFL means at this point, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. There are people who get like paid. I said, man. There are people who get paid 300,000 to a million dollars a year to predict this stuff. And, and they know just as well as we do what's going to happen week to week. So, anybody's guess yeah that's true if there's one thing that i'll say like i just i want to squash the whole bill's offensive line is trash like narrative it's like the bill's offensive line played like trash but those players are not 
trash. Like Cody Ford is not a starter in the NFL at this point in his career. I agree with that. But Bill's offensive line gets healthy. Spencer Brown comes back to right tackle. Who would have thought that we're saying that, by the way? But Daryl Williams goes back to right guard, and you get John. I mean, John Feliciano is not going to be back for at least three weeks. But if you get like Butker to just get his stuff together and and Dion as well, like just give Josh enough time. Like I think I really think that they'll be fine. So Jets is a get right game. That's a good opponent to get right against. At least we're not facing Tampa Bay next week, but. Like you said, dude, the bills right now, if you're pissed and you're throwing your trash out on the side of the road, waste management is taking a look at it and they'll be like, we can't take this. Like we can't No, just bring it back in and wash it off. Give it another week. And next week you're going to hang on your fucking mantle because they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So let's go. Hell yeah, dude. Go bills boys. <laughs> I just like to let you guys know for my closing remark after the game, my dad goes, that was tough. Hey, I'll tell you what, right now, I, he goes, you still don't believe me that Dak Prescott's the best player in the NFL? That's like his first. <laughs> <laughs> after the Bills lost, he's like, you still don't believe me that Dak Prescott's the best player in the NFL? <laughs> Dude, Mike, he's been waiting for the moment to pull that card. Just like he has, man. Pocket. He's been waiting all season. Dude, him and Jimmy Pulliam and Jalen Smith are just like hiding in the weeds, ready. They've been ready to say that like all season. That was just, He was like, that was rough. You still don't believe me that Dak Prescott is the best player in the NFL. And Dak loses a game 16 to... He was down 16 to nothing at that point. My dad still is just like, yeah, he's the best player in the NFL. Like, <laughs> sorry, you didn't believe me. There's a lot of other choices. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I'll see you back here Friday. All right. Take care, gentlemen. All right. Go Bills. Go Bills.